before we get started with this week's episode of Rising as One podcast, we'd like to thank our partners, Firebird Rising, the Beautiful Game Network, and Oro Brewing Company. You can check out Firebird Rising on the web at firebirdrising.corair, that's K-O-R-R-A-I-R.com, the Beautiful Game Network at bgn.fm, and Oro Brewing Company is located in downtown Mesa, so if you're out in the East Valley, go check them out, and remember to use the code word RISING after any Phoenix Rising win for happy hour pricing. We would also like to thank our listeners for the continued support. If you enjoy this podcast, please do us a favor and leave us some feedback on iTunes or drop us a line on Twitter at RisingPod. Let's get to the show. And welcome to this edition of the Rising as One podcast. This is Firebird Rising Managing Editor Jeff Went flying solo this week, as Dominic Kearns and Matthew Trainer are both uh, out and away for the weekend. Uh, pleasure to be here with you this week uh, to go over two, yes, that's right, two wonderful road victories this week. Uh, Wednesday night against Seattle, and then Sunday night or Sunday afternoon against Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, so we'll talk about those two games. We'll talk about the upcoming two games left to go on the road trip. And we'll go over scores and standings for the USL. And I'll give you some final thoughts for the week. So let's kind of get into uh, what happened this week. We'll, we'll, we'll not touch too deep into the Seattle match since that did happen Wednesday. But uh, we'll, we'll kind of touch on some of the highlights from that match. Uh, so we'll get into that right now. Uh, some interesting play early in that match. Uh, Amadou Dia got involved early from his uh, left midfield spot as he was playing there uh, to start uh, this game against Seattle. He got a shot off in the fifth minute that was saved by uh, by Miller for a corner kick. Uh, we saw Seattle get its first chance in the sixth minute on a Mather shot that just went over the top. Uh not a lot of play in the middle portion of that first half. Uh, saw a couple of shots from from Seattle too. Get a couple of corner kicks, but not too much happening. Uh, they had a uh, play in the 32nd minute where Atakoya had a glancing header, but Cohen was able to grab it. Uh, then uh, the interesting part in the 33rd minute, uh, Victor Vasquez picks up a yellow card, forcing a dangerous free kick for Seattle Sounders too. Uh, Mathers hits it well. Uh, Josh Cohen gets fingertips to it and uh, gets to go off the crossbar and goes out for a corner. And then obviously the big play of the first half uh, from that game, uh, Alessandro Rigi getting a goal off of a long play from Josh Cohen. Great touch by Chris Cortez to get it to Rigi. Rigi hits it, gets it past Miller uh, for a one nothing lead, and they take that one nothing lead into the halftime. Uh, good, ha- good first half from the boys. Uh, you know, I thought it was solid play on their part. Kind of, kind of had some letdown there in the middle portion of the first half, but for the most part, it looked like a fairly good first half of play for a road match for the boys. Uh, you know, obviously getting the goal was huge at the end of the first half, and being able to uh, go into the locker room with the lead at the halftime. So we come out in the second half, and obviously the big play of the second half. Victor Vasquez picks up a second yellow card in the 60th minute. However. Uh, Head referee Ekaterina Koroleva did not realize that she had already given Vasquez yellow. Vasquez should have been sent off on the play, 
was not. Thankfully for Phoenix Rising, Patrice Carterone was very wise to it and was able to pull him off the field uh, for Jason Johnson. A great move on his part to get him off the field. Um, and we'll touch on that subject in just a moment. But then, obviously, the, the next big play four minutes later is Dellum picks up the red card for Seattle Sounders 2, knocks them down to 10 men. Uh, was a was a surprise play there uh, that he, you know, obviously it was, it was a rough challenge, but, you know, given the red card, knocks him down to 10 men. Seattle tries to make a couple of plays, you know, while they're down to 10, but, you know, and then Phoenix forces the issue. Jason Johnson had a chance in the 70th minute, uh, but was saved by Miller. Uh, you know, then we saw a couple of substitutions. We saw Cortez come in, or Jason, uh, Matt Watson come in for Chris Cortez. We saw uh, A.J. Gray come in for Gladson Waco. Um, Ricci had another chance in the 85th minute with a header over the top. Uh, and then uh, right at the end uh, for Seattle, uh, Gonzalez had had a shot that just went lot wide left. Uh, obviously, uh, Phoenix was able to fend everything off, uh, get the two, uh, get the one nothing victory there in Seattle. Uh, a huge three points to get on the road. Obviously, you know for the first game of the trip, huge to get those three points uh, to be able to go into into Vancouver. Uh, obviously, they didn't take advantage of the red card situation that they would have liked to have. They obviously got lucky in the fact that Victor Vasquez wasn't taken off the field and and Phoenix was reduced to 10 men. Thankfully, that didn't happen, so it was great for that to happen. Obviously, the next day, the USL came out with a statement suspending indefinitely the four referees uh, that officiated that match from any USL play for the rest for the rest of the season until they get through their independent investigation as to what happened in uh, in that incident. Um, obviously, Victor Vasquez, despite the fact that he picked up the two yellows, had to serve uh, a one-game suspension uh, Sunday against Vancouver Whitecaps 2. Uh, Dellum, with his red card, obviously, that still counted, so he had to serve his for Seattle uh, at the end of the week. So obviously, you know, things worked out the way that they're supposed to when it comes to uh, what happened, but you know, obviously did not happen in the run of play, which obviously was a benefit for, for once for Phoenix Rising fans. Uh, it's nice to see them get get the benefit uh, of something that, that happened earlier. So uh, great, great for them, great result, great to come out with a win. So we move into uh, Sunday's match against uh, Vancouver Whitecaps 2. Obviously not a lot of changes in the starting lineup. Uh, obviously, uh, Amadou Dia moves back to the, to the left back spot, covering for Victor Vasquez. Jordan, Kibben, Jordan Gibbons comes in on the right uh, in, in place of Cody Wakasa, giving Cody Wakasa a rest, which is a, a smart idea, especially when you got two more games coming up uh, this next week on the road. So you want to save you guys fresh there. Uh, most of the midfield pretty much stayed the same. Uh, Chris Cortez at the top. So, uh, you know, I, I thought a strong lineup put out by Patrice Carteron on Sunday. It was surprising to see a lot of players. And most, and to see most of these players go 90 minutes was actually quite surprising. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of lineup that Patrice may decide to come out with on Wednesday night in Portland uh, to try to give some of his guys some rest uh, before a big, huge, important match next Saturday against Sacramento. And we'll get into that shortly as well. So uh, let's, let's talk about Sunday's match against uh, Vancouver. Obviously, the boys came out on the front foot right away. Fourth minute, Chris Cortez earns a corner. 
ball goes down the field a little, little bit. Phoenix gets the ball back. Alessandro Rigi hits a ball into the box. Jason Johnson waiting on the end of it. Jason Johnson with the header puts it right in the back of the net. One nothing right away for Phoenix Rising. Great to see. Great to see a, a, a solid early goal for these boys. We haven't seen a lot of those this year, but to get one in the fourth minute, obviously very huge uh, for them, especially on the road against a team that uh, hasn't been uh, doing well as results show. And and when you can come back two minutes later and uh, Alessandro Rigi gets the ball and drives a low shot and drives it past um, past Melvin uh, for the goal to go two nothing after six minutes. Uh, you you couldn't ask for a better dream start for the boys than than getting uh, two goals in two minutes and uh, being on the front foot right away. So it was great to see that. Uh, obviously they they were they were peppering Melvin quite a bit. Uh, Lambert took a shot. Uh, obviously from distance trying to catch him off his line. They tried to do that two or three times. Uh, obviously he was a little aware to it, but obviously a couple of times it was it was fairly close. He was making it look. So uh, so so it was good efforts there from the boys. Uh, for, see our first efforts from Vancouver in the 24th and 28th minutes from Campbell. Uh, he gets a couple shots on goal. Josh Cohen makes easy saves on those. Uh, Chris Cortez had a great free kick in the 31st minute uh, that curled around the wall. Uh, Melvin was able to get a hold of that one and uh, knock it out. (coughs) Then uh, Alessandro Rigi had a free kick to Cortez, uh, whose header uh, just missed over the top. So that was a a, a good effort there. And then uh, Cortez tries to to, uh, chip from distance, uh, uh, gets, gets in on a breakaway. Uh, tries to chip Melvin, thinking uh, he could get it over him and into the net. He kind of missed the the effort on there, but uh, to go into the half at two nothing lead, obviously huge to get the two early goals. Kind of sat back after that, waited for their times to 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 make their their runs, which looked really good. Obviously, at the same time, trying to conserve energy, as as you know, they've got the big games coming up later on this week. So it was good effort from the first half from the boys, and obviously. Uh, that first half effort uh, sh- uh, showed itself again in the second half. Uh, five minutes into the second half, we get another goal. Chris Cortez, this time, uh, Cole Sa- Cole Sailor had a had a, a blocked Cortez's attempt. Uh, his attempt went uh, way up in the air and towards the net. Uh, Sean Melvin caught out of position, and obviously, wrong place, wrong time. Ball bounces past Melvin, bounces into the net, and it's a 3-0 lead, and the boys are on their way at this point. Uh, great to see that. Uh, Vancouver tried to come back in the 54th and 67th minutes with attempts. Uh, Metcalf had a shot that went over the top. Campbell had a shot that was blocked. Uh, Campbell had another shot two minutes later in the 69th that was saved by, by Josh Cohen. Uh, then we see uh, uh, our first substitution of the match for Phoenix Rising. It was Matt Watson coming on for Alessandro Rigi. I think that was a good call at that point. Let's get uh, a guy who I know is going to log some big minutes this week, this week coming up with the two matches. So good to get him uh, 70 minutes and get him off the field and get him uh, prepared for next week. And then obviously in the 76th, great to see Gladson Awako finally find the back of the net for Phoenix Rising. It was a good play there. Uh, again, solid effort from the boys in the box there. Uh, Awako bangs it home past Melvin 4 nothing. 
guys are just looking great at this point. Uh, then we see uh, a couple more attempts from uh, from Norman uh, for for Vancouver. He hits a free kick over the bar and he hits a shot saved by Cohen. Uh, Marco Bustos free kick in the 87th that Cohen had to save that curled around the wall. Uh, AJ Gray comes on at the last minute for uh, a couple of minutes for token time. So uh, match finishes up 4-0. I mean, great effort from the boys. You can't you can't fault them one bit for doing what they did. A professional effort. Uh, great to see that nobody picked up a yellow card in this match. It was that was very key and very vital. Um, obviously. You know, to not have to go to his bench as much. That mean that means he's got guys that he can use uh, coming up Wednesday night. Uh, I would not be surprised if you see a Sean Wright Phillips come in Wednesday night. Would not be surprised if you see uh, a Matt Watson since he only played 20 minutes uh, to see him. I would not be surprised if you see an AJ Gray playing. Uh, you know, you you've got a, you got a plethora of guys you can go to at this point, and uh, you know even. Peter Ramage getting a couple games off here, and he was healthy and ready to go uh, on the bench. It's great to see that these guys are healthy now. They'll be ready to go come Wednesday, and if they don't play Wednesday, they'll obviously play Saturday. Uh, let's talk about the next two matches coming up for the boys. Uh, first match right off the bat, Wednesday night, Providence Park in Portland. Uh, Timbers 2 is the opponent. Uh, bottom of the table team. This is uh, three points that that definitely should be easily had. I mean, the team is 0-1 and 3 in their last four matches. Uh, they've been getting some good draws, so I got to give them credit there for getting some some decent points uh, that they've been working on recently. But uh, but obviously a team in in much disarray. Uh, Victor Arboleda is the team leader in scoring with just three goals on the season. Uh, Bill Pony Tulum, Max Rosti, Rostil, I'm sorry, and uh, Augustine Williams each with two goals on the season. So obviously a team that has not been scoring a lot of goals on on this club this year. Kendall McIntosh is obviously the number one goalkeeper there uh, in Portland. 38 goals given up, 17 appearances on the season. He's their number one guy. Um, obviously three points are definitely uh, most important here this week. Uh, with this game on on Wednesday, uh, with the magic number, and we'll talk about the magic number in a moment for the boys, uh, for the playoffs. Uh, you know they've they've got game in hand. They've got other games going on. Uh, you know this could be a, a huge turning point for this club. Obviously now the win streak is four, the unbeaten streak is ten, the clean sheet streak is three. So I mean great. Obviously all records for this club. I mean, there, there's no reason why they can't continue those streaks coming up. Obviously, a huge game Wednesday, but the big game to watch out for next Saturday night, uh, Papa Papa Murphy's Park in Sacramento, California, uh, Sacramento Republic FC, the opponent. Obviously, that is going to be a huge match. If Phoenix Rising wants to hold at least the fifth position uh, in the playoff race, that would be a, a huge a huge get for them. Um, even if they can get a point out of this match in Sacramento, would be would be very key uh, to holding their position. Um, two one and one in their last four games since losing three one to Phoenix Rising uh, back on August 26th. Uh, obviously, a, a big pickup for the club in Sacramento uh, was the pickup of Villian Bijev from uh, Timbers Two. Uh, great pickup for them. He obviously. 
uh, comes with a, a goal scoring repertoire. He has nine goals on the season. Uh, is, is a huge is going to be a huge help for Sacramento down the stretch. Uh, obviously, Trevin Cesar is another name to watch for Sacramento, as well as Tyler, uh, former Arizona United player uh, Tyler Blackwood. Uh, he had six goals on the season. Uh, Caesar was seven. So obviously, you know, and, and another player to watch Samuel Ochoa for for Sacramento, six assists on the year. And of course, we all know about the goaltender for Sacramento in Evan Newton, only given up. Uh, 23 goals in 19 appearances this year. Obviously one of the top goalkeepers in the league. Uh, never disappoints. He never disappointed when he was here in Phoenix. Uh, hasn't disappointed wherever he's been in the USL. Obviously a solid player uh, to keep an eye on for next week's match. <coughs> so that'll do it for getting uh, getting you set up for the next two games next week. Uh, let's get into talking about the uh, this week in the USL and what happened in the league. Uh, on Wednesday, it was Charleston 3, Charlotte nothing. It was Louisville 2 and Rochester 1. And a big result uh, in the Western Conference, it was Reno 3, Oklahoma City nothing. It was a Lindo Mafeka hat trick uh, that gave Reno the three points that they needed to qualify for the playoffs for the first time in their career, in their, in their inaugural season. So it's great to see uh, a top club like Reno doing as well as they have. Uh, on Friday, an interesting result, RSL and OC uh, tied nil-nil. Obviously, that affects Orange County's uh, playoff efforts. Uh, we'll talk about that in the standings coming up in just a moment. But obviously, a key, a key result there, RSL keeping the point to keep them top of the table, but OC needing points at this point and not picking up more than just the one, that's going to hurt them going down the stretch here as they've got a tough stretch of games to finish the season. Not going to be easy for them to, to try to get to that eighth playoff spot. Uh, games on Saturday in the East, it was Richmond 1, Rochester nothing. It was Orlando 2, Charleston 1. It was Tampa Bay 1, Charlotte nothing. And it was St. Louis to FC Cincinnati to games of importance in the West this week. Big result for Tulsa getting three huge points in a one nothing win over LA Galaxy two is a Kalistri goal in the first half that gave Tulsa three points, three huge points as they get uh, in positioning for the playoffs themselves. Uh, a big result for Rio Grande Valley, who is really uh, right on the cusp of the playoff race right now. They're still alive. Uh, trying to get to that eighth spot. Three huge points for them in a one nothing win over San Antonio, which knocked San Antonio down in the standings, and we'll talk about that momentarily. It was a goal by Escalante in the first half, but a big blow to San Antonio for next week's game. Uh, ben Noonan picked up a red card, which is really going to hurt them on the back line uh, as they move forward this next week with their match. Uh, Big result for Phoenix Rising fans. It was Swope Park Rangers 3, Colorado Springs 1. Uh, it was goals three minutes apart. Three goals by Balo, Sable, and Belmar in the first half between the 20th and 22nd minutes. That gave uh, Swope Park Rangers, obviously, command of the match and a big three points in their uh, chase to stay in the top four. Obviously, uh, needing those points to get... Uh, to get to host that first round game and obviously we'll talk about their numbers momentarily where they sit in the standings but this is a 
huge blow to Colorado Springs now. Three matches left for them on the season, and they're sitting on the outside looking in at points-wise in the playoff race. So it's, it's not good, not looking good for Colorado Springs down the stretch. Uh, big result for Reno, 6-1 win over t- uh, Portland Timbers 2. Uh, Andrew hopping out with a pair. Andrew Kelly with a, uh, I'm sorry, Dane Kelly with a pair. Mafeka added another one. Uh, Mackenzie Pridham scored for Reno. Obviously, that qualified them for the playoffs. And also, uh, the goals that they scored this week also helped Reno set a USL record for the most goals in a season. Obviously, Dane Kelly is going to be one of the top candidates uh, for MVP honors this year and well-deserved for what he's done. Uh, I would not be surprised if you see Lindo Mafeka uh, be looked at as the uh, USL Player of the Week this week, especially with the hat trick, four goals in two games. Uh, I don't think you can see much going wrong as to where uh, as to where uh, Mafeka will be the Player of the Week this week in the USL. And the last result on Saturday, which was obviously very big for Phoenix Rising fans, Oklahoma City, a 3-1 winner over Sacramento. Uh, it was Angulo, Brown, and Miguel Gonzalez with goals for Oklahoma City. They gave them three huge points that moved them up in the table, put them back into the top eight in the standings. A uh, huge result for, for them moving forward, obviously. Uh, we'll talk about the standings here momentarily, but, but getting them back in the top eight gives them hope again as they move down the stretch. Uh, games that happened on Sunday, Ottawa 1, Louisville 1, and Bethlehem 3, Pittsburgh 2 rounds out uh, the scores for this week. And now we move into the standings in the Western Conference. Uh, it's RSL at the top, 57 points on 28 games played. They have clinched a playoff spot. It's Reno now in second, just two points behind at 55 on 29 games played. They've clinched a playoff spot now are threatening at the top. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Reno does down the stretch if they try to play for number one. Uh, Sacramento with the loss moves, or I'm saying San Antonio with the loss moves down to third, 52 points on 28 games played. And Swope Park is in the fourth spot, 51 points on 28 games played, and they have also clinched a playoff spot. Sitting in fifth is Phoenix Rising, 46 points on 27 matches played. The magic number for Phoenix Rising is four. Four points gets them into the playoffs. Uh, they obviously can get those this week. Uh, also, a bad result by Orange County this week would also help uh, aid in that number. Uh, one loss or a draw by, by Orange County would also give Phoenix Rising uh, a clinch in the playoffs uh, as OC would not have enough points to reach Phoenix Rising. Tulsa is in sixth, 43 points on 28 matches played. Their magic number is 7. Sacramento is sitting at 42 on 27 matches played in 7th. Their magic number is 8. And Oklahoma City rounds out the top 8 at 40 points on 29 matches played. Their magic number at this point is 10. Sitting at the bottom half of the table, Orange County at 37 points on 28 games played. It's Colorado Springs in 10th. 35 points on 29 played. Three matches to go for them. Not looking good for Colorado Springs. Rio Grande is at 34 points on 20 on 29 matches and rounding out the teams that are still mathematically of, uh, uh, of 
allowed, or I shouldn't say allowed, mathematically eligible for a playoff berth. Seattle's at 31 points on 29 matches played. Uh, obviously, they they would need to win out, and they would need Oklahoma City to lose out, and they would need some other results in, in front of them uh, to to qualify. But they are they are really on life support at this point. Uh, man, uh, LA Galaxy 2 is in 13th at 26 points on 28 matches played. Vancouver 14th at 23 points on 29 matches played. And rounding out the standings is Portland Timbers 2 at 12 points on 27 matches played. Obviously the key numbers here. Phoenix Rising 4 points uh, from clinching a playoff spot. 5 points behind Swope Park Rangers with a match in hand. Obviously when that match gets picked up here on Wednesday, they'll could possibly be two points behind with four matches. They both would be even on matches. Uh, it'll be interesting to see down the stretch, see how Swope plays, see how Phoenix plays, if there's an opportunity to get to that that uh, elusive fourth spot and possibly host a first-round playoff game. Obviously, Tulsa is a team to watch yet at 43 points at 28. Um, and then the big game, obviously, with Sacramento is going to be key this week uh, on Saturday. So that's the standings for this week. We'll talk a little bit about uh, things going on in the USL this week. Uh, you know, some great, great things. We're, you know, you're hearing about, you know, plans for next year. It'll be, it'll be great to see with the new schedule coming out. Um, obviously, the other big news that came out this week was that the NASL filed a lawsuit against the uh, U.S. Soccer Federation. Uh, claiming that uh, they're keeping them from their Division II status. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the next few weeks. Will you see teams that were in uh, in the NASL jump to uh, USL if their lawsuit is unsuccessful? We're not sure how things are going to play out there. Could you see you know teams jumping and, and making the move to USL? It'll be great to see. I mean, we, only time will tell. And obviously, you know, the lawsuit will kind of have to play itself out in the, in the coming weeks and see where the league stands from there and, uh, you know, see where the league uh, looks if they, if they decide they want to expand uh, their repertoire from teams from uh, the NASL. So that's a that's kind of a small look around the league as to what's going on there. Uh, get into my final thought for this week. Um, it was a great result for the boys this week. Two huge wins on the road. Again, we talked about it going into this trip. We thought eight points would be pretty safe uh, getting them into a playoff position. Obviously, they have six of those points. I mean, it would be huge for them to pick up the three points coming up uh, here on Wednesday night against Portland Timbers, too. If they can pick that up, I think they're almost guaranteed a, a spot in the playoffs. And plus, on top of that, you're looking at your fight for a top four. Do you want a home game against Swope Park Rangers, or do you want to travel to Swope Park Rangers? That's that's the key, and it'll be interesting to see on Saturday how Patrice Carterone will play it if he gets the three points up in Portland on Wednesday and which lineup he will use on Wednesday. Will he go with a different lineup that will kind of get by a one nothing win, that could get by a 2-1 win if he were to play up in Portland? I would not be surprised if we see that. I would not be surprised if we see uh, Didier Drogba not play on Wednesday but yet play on Saturday night in uh, Sacramento because I think that game is going to have a little bit more importance than the Wednesday night game. Um, 
I think you could see a Matt Hurlow maybe on Wednesday night playing in Portland. I think you could see, you know, you could see more of Gladson Awako. You could see more of uh, Alessandro Rigi, although I wouldn't mind seeing Abadou Dia go back up to the midfield spot and maybe use him there for 60 minutes and see what kind of run you can get there on Wednesday night. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Chris Cortez drop back a little bit to give him uh, a chance to, to save some legs a little bit. Uh, obviously, you know, if you can hold Sean Wright Phillips out another game, it would be great for his health. Get him on... Uh, on Saturday night against Sacramento. I think you could see the A-team uh, players really showcase on Saturday. You could see uh, Peter Ramage back in the lineup. You could see uh, Cody Wakasa going back to his right defender spot. You could see uh, Dewey Jimala maybe playing on the left, or even Victor Vasquez would be back in the lineup possibly. Uh, but obviously a huge week coming up. If we can get four points out of the two games this week coming up, I think we would be solidly safe in five. Uh, but if we could get the full six points, I mean, anything could be possible reaching uh, towards that top four. It could even, I mean, granted, we're seven points behind San Antonio for third with a game in hand, so we'd be, we would be uh, three points behind San Antonio for third, which could be interesting especially with the results of the way we've been playing right now, obviously it would be huge if we could even climb higher and get a, get a, get an even better positioning. But I think shooting for a top four would be great. Getting a home game in a first round would be great. Um, obviously that would put you with a juggernaut like RSL, although we have seen RSL fall off as of late, uh, having some struggles. So, I mean, they're not, they're, they're a little bit more beatable than what they were earlier in the season. You know, I think Reno's a team that you kind of want to stay away from right now because they're a real troublesome team, especially with uh, Antoine Hoppenot and Dane Kelly. I think those are two two guys that could really be a factor if Phoenix Rising were to play them. But it'll be interesting to see down the stretch how these boys play and how they react to all these different situations. So that's my final thought for the week. Uh, once again, it's been a pleasure doing this podcast for you this week. Uh, sorry not to have Dominic and Matthew uh, with us this week. Uh, obviously, they had some commitments they had to take care of. Uh, it would be great to have them back next week. We'll be uh, back next week at our normal time. Uh, we'll be talking Timbers 2, and we'll be talking Sacramento Republic, and we'll be talking about things going on in the league and where everybody stands. Uh, once again, thank you for following us. Uh, please go to iTunes and rate us and give us some comments as to how we're doing on the show. Uh, follow us on twitter at rising pod you can follow us on facebook at rising uh rising is one um you can email us at risingpod at gmail.com obviously all those methods please reach out to us let us know we're doing some great work uh it's 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 our pleasure to be able to do these podcasts for you and to give you a perspective of of uh of a fan's perspective of phoenix rising soccer and it's it's great to have you following along uh, so for Jeff Went, uh, this has uh, been a pleasure being with you guys, and we will talk to you guys next week, and go Rising. Yeah.